This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. We are back from that brief break. It's the top of the hour. With me on live stream is the brilliant lawyer, Mr. Bradford Benedict, and he'll have the last word. Okay, but Meg, hear me out, all right? I'm not arguing that consent is bad for survivors. All right, then, all right. Then tell me what you are trying to argue here. We're in our second hour of your explanation. (laughs) I'm arguing that with this relatively new human uh, superpower, these heightened receptors, why aren't we using it to prevent crimes like emotional abuse? Why are we making things safer before we even make it to prosecution? I, for one, am pro-safety. A criminal's consent shouldn't be more important than someone's safety. Should it? Okay, but you know how much I love playing devil's advocate. What about rights? Our entire system is built on a bill of rights that applies to everyone, even criminals. Uh, We can still have rights? And listen, why does this have to be all or nothing? That's, That's ridiculous. This justice system reform was this beautiful dream after the war, right? That we could all live in peace and harmony and all those hippies out there touting that this gave, this give peace a chance stuff. Well, they believed and uh, I believed and well, everyone believed. We believed everything the reform committee told us about protecting victims. Justice that's centered on victims' needs sounds so utopian, so futuristic, right? But people are still getting hurt. Predators are still committing crimes. The rates of prosecuted cases of emotional abuse have gotten so much worse under this reformed judicial system. Yes, but I think we have to be responsible with our data analysis, Ben. It's important to note that reporting has increased because survivors feel like they can come forward now. That doesn't mean things are worse. It means we're addressing the problem. Maybe. We don't know that. All we know is that the numbers are up. Things are still bad. People are, people are still suffering and even dying because abusers can roam free doing whatever they like. And if the heightened, what, receptors, heightened anything can help that, shouldn't we use that? We've got so many victims and I'm not okay with having this many of them. Are you? Are you saying there's a quantifiable number of victims that should make us want to take civil rights away from accused criminals? No. No, I'm saying even one victim is one too many. Safety first. Pro-safety is best. No more victims. No more victims? Yes. No more. No more victims of physical abuse or sexual abuse. No more. Not even one. 
No more victims of rape and assault? No more, not even one. No more victims of emotional abuse, coercive control, gaslighting, manipulating attachment. No more. Not even one. No more victims. Well, you've made your point, Ben. We'll be back after this brief news break with Ben's proposed plan on integrating heightened receptor training into interrogation and preliminary hearings. Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts, some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you are in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800 799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, Do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be part of your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And And we we believe believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.